Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. If God wasn't in my life, I really don't know how I would get through it, how, how I would play this game. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. As people, we get caught up in, I can do it without allowing God to come and work and actually be the center of it all. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. Christ is there always. Um, it, it, it is never, he's never shaken, he's never taken away once you become a believer. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. Our guest joining us in just a little bit will be Dave Pash from ESPN. Uh, He's a broadcaster for them with, with college football, college basketball, and the NBA. And then he's also the voice of the Arizona Cardinals. And the Cardinals are one of the more interesting teams heading into the season because it they really could go either way. It could be a total disaster and you know Kyler Murray maybe is 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 too small and, and his game doesn't translate to the NFL. Cliff Kingsbury he could be in over his head as a head coach in the NFL. Or they come into the NFL and just click and that offense is on fire and they've got they really do have a ton of weapons and so things really start happening and and they catch the league by storm I'm not sure which way it's going to go but it's going to be interesting and so we'll get some thoughts from Dave Pash also coming up I have some personal thoughts about Andrew Luck and and I'm going to relate kind of my own story to the decision that Andrew Luck made And, and so that's coming up Uh, quickly and then also toward the end of the show uh, we'll do our segment unpack this uh, about the the idea that free agent quarterbacks who sign with a new team end up not working out normally and so Nick Foles going to Jacksonville uh, is an interesting topic so so we'll wrap up the show uh, discussing this concept of bucking the trend and so, uh, so look forward to that. All right, check out our website, unpackingit.com. We'll come back, talk Andrew Luck. The show's just getting going. Thanks for being with us. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Our website is unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And I know this last week, one of the, the biggest stories to, to hit the sports world was Andrew Luck deciding to retire. And everyone has given their opinion and take, and it has been quite the conversation all week long. And, and today on the show, I just want to share a, a few more thoughts to consider. I think this is such a big decision for Andrew Luck personally, for the Indianapolis Colts, for the NFL, 
for fans of the Colts, for the media, because a lot of former players in the media had opinions out there this week. And, and then I also think it's something to evaluate and consider if you're just a, you know, a, a regular person watching Andrew Luck make this decision, because I think in many ways it can relate to our own thought process in life. And I, I know that I relate to Andrew Luck in, in different ways, but I think at the core of what he was contemplating is something that we can all relate to. Meaning, we all face something in life where there's a choice to continue down the same path or make a change, stop, and, and go another direction. Now, part of that is a, a spiritual conversation, but, but specifically, I, I want to talk about you know just work-wise and, and making those tough choices. Because for me, when I went off to college, I wanted to be a radio host. And right out of college, I was able to, to really get my dream job, which was being an afternoon host in the, the city that I grew up in, in Charlotte. And in many ways, it was an incredible job. And I helped launch a sports station and was going to you know, the locker rooms of the, the local teams and, and all that sort of thing. But ultimately, I was wrestling with myself. I was wrestling with, with God in, in many ways between doing what I, I thought I wanted versus doing what I was really designed to do ultimately. And I was getting sick on my way into the studio. Uh, I was not very satisfied. I was you know confused. I was dealing with a lot of these, these emotions. And, you know, this is a a personal battle that I was going through. I was young and and trying to figure things out and trying to figure life out. And and ultimately, I was led to the decision to walk away from what appeared to be a dream job. And there were many people that thought I was absolutely crazy. (laughs) You know, what are you thinking leaving a sports radio job that, that you set out to do and this is what, what any guy your age would, would want to be able to do to talk sports you know, on a, on a local sports station. And I just knew in my heart that I needed to walk away, that that was what was right for me. And, and as a man of faith, I, I trusted that God was leading me uh, or would lead me to something else. And I didn't know what that was at that time. And so I don't know, you know, what Andrew Luck was was going through internally and and some of those conversations that he was having with his wife and and the people that are close to him but but I I get it I understand when you know in your heart that it's the right decision to make and you have to move forward and and I think uh, you know a lot of the conversation this week was Andrew Luck quit he he quit when when things got hard he quit when his teammates were counting on him. He quit right before a season that the Colts really could have been a, a Super Bowl. They were a Super Bowl contender, but a Super Bowl winner. I mean, they could have been that. And and he's leaving. And so I think for for all of us, sometimes walking away is the right decision. And then oftentimes, not giving up and persevering through difficulty is the right decision. But we don't always know which one it is when we're on the outside looking in. And that's when it comes down to that individual making that 
that choice and and what's best for them. And listen, I I get nervous that we live in such a society that is so me focused and and we do whatever feels right and well if it's right for me then I'm going to do it and I, I don't uh, buy into all that. I, I don't want to go that, down that path too much, but I, I'm not necessarily in favor of that. And so I think people do make selfish decisions. They aren't calculated and they you know make emotional decisions and and that sort of thing. And we we have to guard against that. And each of us. Are, are responsible for those, those decisions. But, but I think when it comes to a situation and from the outside looking in at Andrew Luck and, and just kind of you know, comparing my own situations in the past and what I've learned just about life and the decision-making process is he knew that walking away was right. And he didn't view it as, as quitting because you know it, it's, it's more so how leaving opens up new doors. It relieves certain types of, of pain and pressures that, that were bringing you down and weighing you down from becoming who you want to be. So if Andrew Luck is showing up to work every day and he's not who he wants to be and it's totally preventing him from moving forward in life in, in maybe some other areas and it's, it's totally having this negative effect on him and he's no longer seen the growth through the pain that there's kind of that 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 point that we all face where eventually this is so detrimental to me that I got to get out I got to move on I got to move forward and I do believe again that there are times where it's so tough it's so hard that we've got to push through because now let me let me flash forward to where I'm at now in life God opened up a door because I left the local radio show. Now I'm hosting a national radio show on Sirius XM, Sports Byline USA. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about faith. We're talking about sports. I'm interviewing you know, amazing guests that, that I you know, dream to interview. And, and God saw that for me. But it took leaving in order for that door to open up. Well, then guess what? Now here I am doing Unpacking It, and we've got a whole ministry for sports fans. We've got this radio show, and regularly I deal with challenges. It's hard to run a ministry. It's hard to, to talk about faith and to be open about your, your faith, and, and you deal with, with certain challenges. And there are days that I want to give up, but I know deep down that this is where I'm supposed to be, this is what I was designed to do, and this is where God wants me, and I have to work through the pain to grow, to be challenged, to, to strengthen my faith, to really trust God through the challenging days. And so I'm not going to walk away right now. I mean, that's not, I'm, I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I knew in the past I had to walk away in order to do what I'm doing now. So I don't know what Andrew Luck's going to do next. Maybe he will come back to the NFL in a couple years and, and he'll have a different mindset, but it was crucial for him to leave in order to get that mindset to go back into the NFL. Maybe that's the case. Or maybe he's going to go be a teacher or he'll be the president of the United States or the commissioner of the NFL or an analyst on TV, something. I don't know. But, but I have to trust him that, that he's moving forward and, and doing what's, you know, what's best for him. And, and that's what what each of us have to to figure out so uh it's 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 interesting to 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 think about and and look at Andrew Luck and and hopefully all of us can kind of relate in some way uh to what he's gone through and then to have you know he's got to deal with all the 
the pushback from people on the outside questioning him, and he's got to feel so confident and, and have that peace to know, to know that this is what he needed to do. Uh, and the cool thing, too, uh, for, for those people that are listening to this show on the station that I, I left years ago, I'm back on that station. And, and so it's cool how it came full circle, uh, ESPN Charlotte, 730 the game. So uh, God's done a lot in my life, and so I wanted to share that uh, a little bit today, uh, just following the big news out of Indy, Indianapolis. So I'm bummed to see Andrew Luck leave, that's for sure. I'm a fan of his, and uh, I was real high on the Colts this year. But I, I remain. I remain high on the Colts. I think they're going to be all right. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to have a nice year. So uh, that's my take. Would love to know your thoughts. Bryce at unpackingit.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by Dave Pash from ESPN. This is Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. It's the show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. And we love coming to you each week. But if you want more of Unpacking It, we've got that for you. Because we send out a weekday email devotional that is designed to encourage, inspire, and challenge you each day as we take a current sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives. And it always takes you know a story that people are talking about, and then we just look at it through a different lens and, and make it personal. And so, uh, so definitely you can subscribe for free on our website, unpackingit.com. And also, I encourage you to check out our podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to that, uh, definitely do that as well. Uh, you can find our podcast anywhere podcasts are available. But let's jump into today's interview. And joining us now is broadcaster Dave Pash. He does play-by-play for ESPN College Football, College Basketball, and the NBA. He's also the voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Dave, thanks so much for joining us again on Unpacking It. How are you? You got it. I'm great, man. Looking forward to starting football season. Can't believe the summer's gone, but uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for the grind. Absolutely. Well, this is the the busy time of year for you, for sure. And and you mentioned the summer, and, and I was curious, how did the summer turn out for you? And and I did notice on social media, it looked like you took a trip to Italy. So how was that? It was good. We, uh, you know, the summer, I, my schedule similar to a teacher where I'm pretty much crazy for eight or nine months, and then I get that three months to kind of reconnect with everybody. And it was good. We've had a lot of change in our in our house and our family. We've got a second daughter going off to college today so oh, man. it uh it was it was a good summer but uh change is inevitable as we know and it's here so we'll see how ask me in another month how i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right well what, what what's your kind of approach as a dad as your kids go off to college what's your mentality how do you personally handle it well i'm probably in a little bit better position than my wife i think she's you know looking back and thinking wow how great uh, you know, the, the, her childhood was and looking back on all the fond memories 
and then thinking about all the things maybe we could have done differently. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm kind of in celebration mode, not uh, just for, you know, I'm not saying for us, you know, cause she's out of the house, but uh, <laughs> for her, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big day. It's a big day for her. It's something she's worked hard for and I'm excited to see what God's going to do in the next chapter of her life. So uh, again, I, you know, she's still here right now. So maybe after she's gone and I've had some time to think about it, I'm sure I'll feel differently and the, the emotions will, will hit, but you know, she's going to be in California, so she's not too far away, and I'm sure I'll see her a lot, but it'll be it'll be different, but I'm excited for her. Oh, that's awesome. What, what school is she going to? So she's going to Biola, okay. Biola Institute of Los Angeles, yep. Our, our oldest daughter is going to be a senior there, so we're going to have two girls there uh, overlapping for my daughter's, oldest daughter is going to graduate in December, so they'll overlap for the one semester, which will be kind of neat uh, for them to be together at the same school and in college, and just knowing what a great experience has been for our oldest daughter at Biola. We're excited for our middle child to have some of the same experiences and be in a Christ-centered institution and be around a lot of different people with backgrounds that are diverse and, you know, get to uh, experience something that she's never done before. And that's being on her own and being in charge of her own life. I mean, she has been, she's, you know, an adult, but she doesn't have mommy and daddy to come home to at night. So it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure she'll do great. Oh, that that's awesome. Two weeks ago, my wife gave birth to our first daughter. So I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum (laughs) for, for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I I appreciate it. Everybody, everybody, it's so cliche, but it's so true because they told us, Hey, it goes fast and enjoy every moment, embrace the good times and the bad. And, you know, it does go fast. So just enjoy it, man. Oh, man. No, I appreciate that. And, and just holding her in my arms now and then thinking about, oh, I'm going to have to say goodbye. And she steps on a college campus maybe in 18 years. So uh, so it's it's wild to think, but but that's cool. Both your your daughters are, are off to, to college this fall together. Uh, we're talking with Dave Pash right now on Unpacking It. From, uh, from ESPN, but also uh, the play-by-play voice of the Arizona Cardinals. And you're heading into your 18th season with the team. And so what do you remember about your, your first year with them and, and how different did you feel then versus now, kind of right before the season starts? Well, my daughter, the, the middle child, the one that's going off to college today, was just a, a few months old oh, uh, wow. when we took this job and moved to Arizona. So, yeah, she's 18, so you think about uh, how long we've been out here in Phoenix and been a part of the organization. And I'll, you know, so that, that's different. Uh, the ages of my kids and also my, my hair, I had a full <laughs> head of hair back then. My wife looks the exact same. She has an age, but uh, I look a lot different. It's funny. Uh, uh, just looking back at some of the old pictures that the team has of, of uh, when they hired me and uh, just seeing the difference. It's, it's amazing to think how much time I've spent with the team and, the, the highs and the lows, and last year was uh, probably as low in my 17 seasons. You know, I had experienced that was probably the worst one. Mm. Uh, so hopefully this year will be better. I'm excited for not just this year, but beyond. Uh, the moves that were made were made not just with this year in mind. So I'm excited to watch Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury over the next few years hopefully change football. Well, that, that's the anticipation for sure. And so I guess first thought is on Kyler Murray. Now, you've seen him up close, and you're there for, for preseason games and kind of been up and down a little bit. But what have you maybe taken away just from training camp, offseason, and, and preseason? 
he looked very good in preseason games number one and three, and in preseason game number two, he struggled a little bit, but it was clear that the Raiders were game planning for him, Yep. and the Cardinals were not game planning. So they were just out there calling plays. They really haven't shown much of their offense. Certainly the tempo has not been as fast as it's going to be against Detroit on September 8th, and he's looked good. His accuracy is something that I think I didn't realize uh, was at this level. I watched him last year on TV a lot. We had their game at Iowa State early in the year, and I also did one of his games when he was at Texas A&M. Just remembered him as an incredible athlete, but what stood out to me more than that has been his accuracy. Mm. He, it's, I've never seen a rookie come in and basically teach coaches the offense. Wow. You know, it's an offense that he knows more than the coaches do because you're talking about basically a college offense being used in professional football. I think it'll look similar to the Chiefs and the Rams. It's not going to be an all-out air raid Mike Leach offense. There will be concepts of that, but I think it's going to look similar to what we, we see in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes runs because they use some of the air raid because Mahomes played for Kingsbury in college. So, you know, the one thing with Kyler is he's just you know he's not very big. So what happens when he gets hit? Mm. What happens when he throws that pick six? I think he'll handle that adversity well. Uh, the physicality of the game, that's the one that no one's sure of because is he going to be like Russell Wilson? Is he going to be able to find ways to slide and avoid contact? He he tried in, in the game against the Vikings preseason game number three, and he was late with his slide and he got hit. And I think he just doesn't realize yet how fast the defensive linemen are in the NFL. It's just so different. Mm. So he's he's learning on the go, but it's been, I think, Pretty good so far. That's awesome. Dave Pash, our guest right now on Unpacking It, broadcaster with ESPN, as well as the Arizona Cardinals. And, of course, you mentioned Cliff Kingsbury coming in, first-year head coach. I'm curious to kind of hear your perspective on comparing him to Bruce Arians, who who was the coach a couple years ago, of course, and and just kind of this idea that that Kingsbury has this, you know, he's a younger guy, a, a newer approach, and then Bruce Arians, who had been around the NFL for for so long, and and really he was getting his first opportunity to be the head coach of a franchise. Of course, he had that one year in Indy, but uh, but just kind of, I know it's still early for Kingsbury, but but any initial, I don't know, similarities or differences that that you've seen just between those two and kind of the the the, the different spectrums of of those two. Well, it's interesting you brought that up. We were you know, talking during the Vikings game about six, seven, eight years ago when the trend was hiring the guys that had been in the NFL as assistants for a long time. I know Vic Bangio just got a job in Denver, but, uh, you know, obviously this trend right now is to hire either disciples of Sean McVay or (laughs) offensive, young offensive play callers that are head coaches. Whereas when Bruce Arians was hired, Mike Zimmer was hired, they were two guys that had been around the NFL forever as assistant coaches. And other than the cup of coffee that he had uh, because of, you know, Chuck Logano's illness there in Indianapolis, unfortunately, other than that, B.A. didn't have any head coaching experience. Cliff Kingsbury does. That's the difference between him and Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor. But obviously he doesn't have it in the NFL. So uh, and then you throw Steve Wilkes in there, who lasted just one year. But they went from Bruce Arians, who was outspoken, a gunslinger, an offensive guy who had been around the league, part of the old boys club, you know, had been in the NFL for 20 years, to Steve Wilkes, who had only been a coordinator for one year, who was a defensive coach, 
who was more of a disciplinarian, who was more not as colorful with uh, and during the interviews. Mm. And now you have Cliff Kingsbury, who's probably a combination of the two. Uh, he's a football junkie. Probably people don't realize how much tape he watches and how often he's in the office and how late he stays and how early he comes in. It's all about ball mm. with Cliff. He's not as gregarious as B.A., and he's probably not as much of a disciplinarian as Steve. So I, I think after the experiment with Wilkes didn't work out, they kind of found somebody in between. He's got a lot of um, the characteristics that Arians did and, and some that Steve had here as well. Well, I'm fascinated to see what Cliff Kingsbury can do in Arizona, and I'm also intrigued by Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, as well as Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Some young coaches, what will they do this year, and will they really build something for the future? So uh, we're just getting started with Dave Pash. we got another segment with him coming up right here on Unpacking It. Thanks so much for being with us. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at FantasyFootballFellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF Playbook today. That's fantasyfootballfellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. We're back here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Our website, Unpacking It. Dot com. Dave Pash, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and another, I guess, comparison that I, I wanted to, to hear from you as well. Of course, the big story, Andrew Luck uh, retired and, and, and leaving the NFL. And then you're there in Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald, who continues to come back year after year. He was drafted in 2004 and continues to be an impact player for the Cardinals. H how would you compare just... I don't know, from your perspective, those two mentalities to where a guy wants to retire early and then a guy who just wants to keep playing as, as, as long as he can. Well, I think the, the difference is obvious, Bryce. It's the injuries. Larry Fitzgerald hasn't had any. He's had very minor issues. He's never missed a game. Mm. Andrew Luck had you know injuries that were extremely debilitating, mentally draining. I've got a lot of friends that played in the NFL for a long time that you know are not handling retirement well because of the injuries they sustained Gosh. some that didn't have any broken bones but had major concussions some that had you know, are continuing to have surgeries now because of the injuries that they played through when they were in the nfl so i have no problem with andrew luck 
deciding that it was the right time for him. You know, Larry, I, if Larry doesn't get hurt, I wouldn't be shocked if he plays beyond this year. Yeah, He's under contract for just this year, but he's been reinvigorated. reinvigorated. I think the offense is something that's rejuvenating him because he sees a lot of balls mm. thrown his way. He caught 69 passes in a bad offense last year. What's to say he's not going to hit 80 or 90 because there are going to be a lot of opportunities for him in this offense. That, that's that's neat. I, I saw him play in college, and it's incredible to think back. Wow, that was so so long ago, and he's still playing and still doing well. He's uh, he's one of the best ever for sure. Dave Pash, our guest right now on Unpacking It, uh, ESPN broadcaster, also the the radio voice of the Arizona Cardinals, and, and we love talking sports and football with Dave, but we always love having him on to to talk faith as well. And what I wanted to ask you about today was kind of a general topic, but, but just to get your thoughts on it, is, is prayer. What, what does prayer look like in, in your life? What have you learned about prayer uh, throughout your, your journey following Jesus? I've learned that it's a necessity. It's something that I can't live without. I've tried. You know, there are days where you're either too tired to pray or you feel unworthy to pray or... You feel like you don't need to pray because you're busy or, you know, things worked out well yesterday, so I don't need to pray today. And I've just learned that you can't pray enough. Mm. And it doesn't always have to be a sit-down, 30-minute face on the floor. It can just be throughout the day, you know, before, you know, right when you wake up, right when you're eating lunch at night, just praying without ceasing, Mm. as Scripture tells us to do. And again, it doesn't always have to be the most eloquent prayer. God knows our hearts. It's it's just communication and just remembering that it's a it's a channel of trust, right? It's a it's a channel of trust between you and the Lord. And so I have to do it, and I don't do it enough. Mm. Uh, even if I did it, you know, more, it still wouldn't be enough. Mm. So it's just a constant reminder uh, for me to just stop and pray. Uh, at all times, um, even when it's about nothing, even if it's just a way to communicate with God and just uh, let Him hear your heart. I love it. I appreciate that. And and even as I was preparing and, and thinking about just asking you uh, about it, it kind of hit me that your role as a, a play-by-play guy, that there's a similarity in that you've got to know when to be quiet and to let your analyst jump in. And And so... On the flip side of things, not only is it us, you know, talking to God and sharing our heart with Him, but it's also listening. So, what about that side of things? And, and is that a fair enough comparison to your your role as a play by play guy? Yeah, you know, it, it is. I think it's it's interesting to bring that up. Just thinking about you know our role in prayer, and I know I do way too much talking and not enough listening. Uh, hopefully, I'm better in my job than I am in my prayer life when it comes to <laughs> listening. Yeah, I think you know when it comes to reading scripture too, that's you know, obviously how God speaks to us and allowing God to apply it to our lives and, you know, being open to opening our Bibles with our, our theology already, a preconceived notion of, hey, here's my theology and this is how I'm going to read this scripture today, as opposed to, okay, God, just tell me what this is and how it applies to my life. And yeah, that's just as important. No question. Dave Pash, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And with that said, what what have you been studying recently? What what have you been learning? What what's been on your heart? Well, I think one thing that I have been challenged by is 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 being kind and compassionate to others. I think because my mind goes a hundred miles an hour, and I could probably pack up my day with a thousand different things and still have 
the energy at the end of the day to, to, to do a hundred more, uh, that I can't have the same expectation from other people. Uh, there are people that, you know, I, while I can, again, just go from one conversation to the next or one project to the next without batting an eye, there are other people, whether it's family members, uh, immediate family members, people you work with, there, there are other people that, you know, do things differently. They live their lives differently. They see things differently. It doesn't mean they're wrong and you're right. It doesn't mean that you're wrong and they're right. Uh, just you have to learn to appreciate and accept people uh, for how God created them. And so uh, I, I think God's been teaching me about being kinder and more compassionate to people who are different, mm. uh, even if they're, again, in my family, just trying to love them where they are and not put my expectations on them and, and not try to have them live up to my standard, um, but just see them as God sees them, which is very hard to do, but I think it's something he wants from all of us. That's right. There's that, that perspective of, of love. I, I like that. And, and especially for you, because you travel so much, you're interacting with a lot of different people and people from different cultures and cities and, and all that sort of thing. And, and, and I was going to ask you just about life on the road. What, what does the word accountability mean to you? And, and just kind of even in light of your role and, and, and being on the road? Well, accountability is everything. Uh, we have to ultimately we know who we answer to and we can't fool him we try and we all do and think that oh we can you know live our lives a certain way or compromise in a certain area and think that you know it's okay but uh, ultimately you know god knows our hearts and uh, we can come back to him when we've when we stumbled and fallen but we we need to be accountable because people are watching us as well it's not just that god sees everything it's that, that the people we're around they see and we want to try to represent christ to them and love them and be genuine let them see our flaws um, but also try to to live righteously and you know reflect god to them and it's something that uh you know we can we can preach we can uh, share scripture, but but ultimately, uh, they're going to want to see how we live our lives, and that's something that, you know, I think I probably learned the hard way. I think you and I probably had this conversation previously. Mm. When I became a believer, I, I was in your face, and I was all about preaching the gospel. But there was no love, there was no grace, there was no kindness or compassion, mm. and so I've just tried to make sure that you know if I'm having a conversation with a friend that I'm first kind and compassionate and interested in them mm. and building a relationship, not trying to quote, win a soul mm. uh, because God is, he's in the relationship business and he wants to, to love everybody. He, lo- he does love everybody. He wants to, a, a deep relationship with every, every man and woman he's ever made. Uh, that should be my thought and my perspective as well. Hey, I'm just the conduit. I'm just someone that, that God is using wherever he's got me to try to reflect him to the world. So uh, it's a big responsibility for us, and, and we're accountable to God for that. that. That's right. And we can rest in knowing that, that God's the one that wins the souls. And, and ultimately, people, they're looking to see, okay, has, has this person's life been transformed because of Jesus? And if so, then that, that becomes something that is intriguing and interesting because so many people are, are, are you know, just— in pain and searching and and wondering, how do I fill the void in my life? And if we say, hey, we, we've met Jesus, we know Jesus, he's changed my life, but it's got to be evident. Otherwise, it, it just it, it yeah. falls on deaf ears. So, um, so that's, a, that's a good word from, uh, from Dave Pash here on Unpacking It. 
And and I was reading a little bit about you and, and read that you end up going to speak with people who are incarcerated. So so what does that look like and, and what do you go and, and share when, when you uh, when you do that? Yeah, it's something we do every summer. Okay. We go down to Florence, Arizona. Uh, me, Ron Wolfley, Bertrand Berry. Both uh, Ron and Bertrand played uh, in the NFL, and both are part of the Cardinals broadcast team. And it's something that uh, I started doing with, with Wolf. Boy, it was probably 10 or 11 years ago, uh, maybe even longer than that. And Bertrand's gone with us the last few years. There have been other people during that time frame that would go down there with us. And it's just an opportunity to fellowship with the guys that are incarcerated and show the love of Christ. Uh, sometimes, I would say most of the time, we go in there and they're the ones that inspire us. Wow. And it's kind of fun to go back and you know get to talk to people that you've been able to develop a little bit of a relationship with. You know, We're not there very long when we go. Uh, we'd love to be there longer. I think we, it's something we'd love to, to do more often, too. It's just, you know, it's hard with our schedules. But we get to go and share and give our testimony, teach the Bible, and fellowship. Mm. And the fellowship part is the best part. Wow. And just seeing, uh, you talk about transformation, seeing transformed lives, mm. you know, uh, behind bars. No, that's that's incredible. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, what, what it, how do they inspire you? So what, what are some examples of how they inspire you? Well, I always like to say that they, they live their lives the way we should, all of us should, as if we have nothing else but our relationship with God. Mm. You know, they don't have as many of the distractions as you and I have that we're blessed to have, obviously. I'm sure those are distractions that, that all those men would love to have. You know, we go in there and these just watching how they worship and just their joy mm. and the love they have for God and for other people and for those in there that don't know Christ, I mean, it's, it's incredible to see. So that's inspiring, and it just is a good reminder of, hey, we're, we're all supposed to live our lives this way, as if God's first and everything else uh, is secondary, mm. uh, a distant second. So uh, that is a way that they inspire me when I go. Oh, that, that's awesome. That's, that's grace on, on full display right there. That's, that's very neat. Well, well, Dave, always love catching up with you and, and really appreciate you coming on the show. L- last question, as you look at the, the schedule for the fall, whether it's college football or, or the NFL with the, the Cardinals, is there a game or two that you've circled that you're really excited about? Well, we only know our f- first two college football games, so it's kind of hard to say you know, how things will play out. We've got Florida State, Boise State, and BYU-Tennessee. Uh, to kick off uh, college football. Uh, I, I'm just looking forward to getting started with college football and to see on the NFL side what this offense looks like, you know, how Kyler Murray does in the NFL, because, you know, if this works, it's, it's going to be interesting, right? Patrick Mahomes and what he did a year ago, uh, I think has a lot of people intrigued and also Sean McVay, but I think has a lot of people intrigued with this this kind of new NFL. And is this something that's going to last? Is Mahomes going to be the last guy or is he going to be the first? Mm. So that's what got that's what has me interested is is can Kyler Murray not only succeed in the NFL but can he help change the NFL which if he does what I think a lot of people think he can do, he might that's exciting. You, you've got a fun, fun season in, in store. So, so enjoy it and, and really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Unpacking It and, and always love having you on the show. So I, I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Bryce. You got it, man. It's always great having ESPN's Dave Pash with us here on Unpacking It. 
Coming up next, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about how one NFL team hopes their quarterback will buck the trend. It's next. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. A headline on ESPN.com caught my eye. It says, Jaguars believe Nick Foles will buck free agent QB trend. And so they write, since 2000, 13 other teams have signed a signal caller to a multi-year deal with the intention of making them an immediate starter. Only three have turned out, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Brett Favre. And so the Jaguars have paid Nick Foles $50 million, or they're going to, in guaranteed money. And so will he end up bucking the trend of how normally these quarterbacks turn out? Brock Osweiler comes to mind. Mike Glennon comes to mind. John Kitna. The, 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 the norm is guys leave their team, sign a big contract, and it ends up not working out. Now, I love Nick Foles, so I'm rooting for him to buck the trend. But what about for you and I? Every day in life, we choose, are we going to be another trend or part of the trend or part of culture or another statistic, or are we going to be trend setters? Are we going to stand out? Are we going to make a difference? And ultimately, are we going to follow Jesus? And are we going to allow him to change us and allow us to be transformed? And so the verse that comes to mind in Romans 12, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So today, let's buck the trend and truly follow God's will. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.